in a crude laboratory in the basement of his home. Welcome to the Tech Today podcast powered by CEO Raiders, your host, John Maeda. I'm going to give you a sneak preview for our article to be published early Monday morning entitled Scale Matters in Tech, where we're going to cover media and infrastructure software on the media side. We talk about scale as it relates to Disney, Netflix, Amazon, and HBO slash Time Warner slash AT&T. And on the infrastructure software side, we talk about Microsoft's Azure unit. We talk about Google Cloud. We talk about AWS, i.e. Amazon. And we talk about IBM. On the media side, the point that we make is you've, you've got to be thinking years ahead as you plan your strategy, particularly in a, in a fluid space like media, which today covers, frankly, everybody. Apple, Amazon, Disney, Netflix, the remaining independent studios. You know, Verizon's in the space now with its acquisition of AOL and, and Yahoo, now called Oath. AT&T, obviously, in the space with its recent acquisition of Time Warner. Comcast in the space, uh, you know, it's, it's owned universal for a number of years. And so the, the, the mini case study we talk about is the case of AT&T and HBO. HBO is a big reason that AT&T went after Time Warner. And so if you imagine yourself as Randall Stevenson, CEO of AT&T, back maybe 2014, 2015, he and the board, you're thinking about how do we differentiate versus our broadband competitors, our satellite competitors? Well, we can go after content and that'll put us on equal footing with, with Comcast. And the crown jewel in the original content space at that time was, was HBO. Kind of an exciting proposition. AT&T executes that deal, and by the time they execute the deal, obviously uh, HBO is no longer the, the crown jewel. And frankly, it is a subscale asset. So in 2019, if you're AT&T, what do you do with a subscale asset? You have zero probability of ever catching Disney, Netflix, Amazon in that space. And depending upon how serious Apple gets with regard to original content, you're not going to have the, the strength of balance sheet to catch them either. And so if you're Randall Stevenson on the board, how much do you invest in HBO, Time Warner? What's the longer-term strategy? Who do you partner with for international distribution? A lot of open-ended questions. And, what, and it just goes to show what looked like a great deal several years ago, or the proposition of a great deal, isn't maybe such a great deal today. IBM finds itself in a similar predicament because they have been so slow to take action. So they massively lag AWS, Microsoft Azure, and Google Cloud in the cloud business. They're a distant fourth. So end of last year, they moved to acquire Red Hat at a 63% premium to remain in fourth place. You know, it's not like acquiring Red Hat actually leapfrogs you into the second position or the first position. So a $34 billion acquisition to not markedly improve your, your positioning. So what does that get you? It's, it's, it's frankly amazing that uh, in, the, in the case of IBM, that the board hasn't sought to change senior leadership there. You know, the position we've advocated for, I think since 2012, was for IBM to acquire companies in the information services space. So companies like IHS, companies like Solera, companies like CoStar, companies like Verisk, and build domain expertise in specific verticals. They have expertise on the services side, IBM does. But those, frankly, are commodity services, the services that IBM, Accenture, uh, Infosys, Tata, Cognizant, um, those are largely commodity services, those professional services. 
there's little differentiation between the services providers. I think Cognizant has sought to change their offerings or, or differentiate their offerings a little bit by way of, of acquisition um, and incorporating some technology into the business model. But largely, those business services are commodity services. So we advocated acquiring information services companies because they're high margin companies, 40 plus percent EBITDA margin companies with deep intellectual property portfolios or the defensible companies and they are, they are data rich. So if you're IBM and you have the Watson platform, the data that CoStar, IHS, Solera, Verisk, that, that those companies throw off were you to have acquired them years ago. That data would serve as grist for the analytics mill. You could run some of those data elements through Watson, analyze, productize the output, and, and go to market with the output. And when we first advocated that strategy, CoStar was maybe a billion market cap. IHS was maybe a couple billion. Solera was, or IHS rather, was probably in the 5 to $6 billion range, similar with Solera and, and Verisk. Now all these companies sport enterprise values around 20 billion still i think would have been any one of them would have been a better buy than red hat since red hat isn't helping you materially move the ball forward on the cloud side that game is over it's lost if you're ibm so what's the moral of the story if you're just thinking about strategy and tech you have some dry powder on the balance sheet and you're thinking about how to invest you know if, if you if you look back over technology over the years the technology landscape Typically, the top two or three players in a given market capture 80% of that market. So my personal view is that unless you believe you can be one of those top two or three players and, and, and play in that 80%, it's probably not worth competing in that market. The better long-term ROIC equation may be to define a new market or compete in another market where, you know, another established market where you could be a, a, top, a top competitor and capture material revenue and material EBITDA. That's all for now. See you next time.